everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully it will leave you saying, that was so good. Hey everyone, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. And I am so pumped today because I have some of my favorite people here in the room to have a really important conversation. The first person I have in the room is going to be my co-host today. Hey. He is, yeah, um, he is my favorite human, my seventh grade sweetheart. Come on. The person that I would follow anywhere with the exception of down a mountain on the back of a mountain bike. That's another story for another time, but but so glad to have my husband Todd here to help me just be able to have a really critical conversation today. So glad, babe, that you were, I was the first one you mentioned too. That was pretty important for me personally, just to feel that love. And uh, man, we are so glad to have our dear friends, Jimmy and Irene Rollins with us today. They are such a blessing to us personally and to our church family and just everything God's doing. And we're going to be talking about relationships. Julie, you've been talking about relationships in this season. And one of the things I know, guys, is when relationships are good, life is good. Yeah, that's right. But when your relationships are hurting, man, everything seems to be hurting. I mean, things can be going great, but if something's messed up between me and Julie or with us and our kids or with our friends, that which again, just reemphasizes life is all about relationships. Mm -hmm. And you guys know this, you have invested your life in helping other people's relationships. So excited about your your new ministry, uh, two equals one, investing in marriages, and uh, just helping helping couples, helping so yeah. many couples um, grow strong in that area. So thank you for doing that. Thanks Absolutely. for being here today. We love it. It's Absolutely. Awesome. We are excited. Uh, speaking about favorite people, yeah. I do have my favorite <laughs> relationship to the left of me. <laughs> my girl, my wife, the anointed one, uh, the one that keeps us covered. She, Her devotion life is ridiculous. Mine is not. Oh, my. Uh, because I have ADAD. I mean, ADD. <laughs> and, uh, and so, Irene, I just absolutely love her. And yeah. 22 years of marriage and yeah. just what God's doing in our lives, honestly, is a direct reflection. She has been the one who yeah. has sowed into this relationship when it was rocky. And I love you. Yeah. I love you too. Absolutely. I, I have the the don't quit. I got the grit yes. in our relationship. Yes, I you carry do. that. But you carry the sense of humor. I do. The, the oh my goodness. Absolutely. Your sense of humor is amazing. And adventure. Adventure, yeah. adventure Let's go risk taking, Let's do something. Yeah. all yeah. of that. So I lean into that and I'm grateful for you. And we're also grateful yes, for our friends. For our friends. Uh, you guys are just make our lives better better on so many levels. Like we had no idea we could have this richness in our life and we value it. We cherish it and we just honor you. And we look forward to the years ahead. Yes. Yes. Right. Hey, so before we jump in to talk about relationships, tell us how you guys met. Okay. We were actually both on the job uh, as IT technical recruiters and I was 21. He was 24. (laughs) Super young. We literally met two weeks later, went on our first date, engaged two months later and married six months after that. We 
don't, don't recommend, recommend that it. to anyone. <laughs> it was Please a whirlwind yeah. romance, but it was full of confirmation from the Lord that yeah. we he was my guy and mm-hmm. I was his girl to do life with for the rest of our lives. So it's what I love about all of those confirmation moments through uh, that God gave us through people and uh, you know specific words he gave us and things like that was that when at times got hard, we always go back to that and we remember. Mm-hmm. And so Irene, uh, my boss was looking for uh, an employee and Irene uh, walked in and I was like, oh my goodness, I like I heard slow jam music. <laughs> and I literally said before I, wa- I walked out of the interview and I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. And they were like, no way. And I was like, they called me big game. So they're like, you don't have the yeah. game for that. And I was like, this ain't a game. This is oh, real life. Come on. Come on. Real life. And I remember asking her out October 24th, 1998. Wow. Mm. Wow. And uh, we went out. And yeah, see, I got some mm-hmm. details. Yeah, yeah that's good. You got and some game. I, I just knew. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I knew. And it, it's great to be able to date your future wife. Mm-hmm. Like, that was wow. awesome. Like, I knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't playing games. Yeah, but playing. 15 years of the first 15 years was not fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. But you know, um, I love your story because you, when you said, I do. Mm-hmm. You had no idea what you just did, nope. yeah, wow. but you honored your commitment. And you kept doing yeah. it. And you just kept doing it. Yeah. And and I love your testimony, your story. I'm going to make sure that we put all the information about two equals one, um, how to enrich your marriage. It, it will be all in the show notes, yeah. so um, the listeners can grab that. But um, but we you know we just heard a little bit about your story of how you met. But now you know you guys are married about 20 years now. Mm-hmm. 22, um, 22, 23. Okay, yep, but in a few weeks. Yep. Wow. So how do you keep it? Fun, thriving, you know, in your marriage and now in your family with the travel schedule that you have and the ministry, sure. you know, obligations that, that are on your shoulders. How do you keep it fun and thriving and keep it as a priority? Well, what a great question. And I think this is where a lot of marriages struggle at is I, I want to just, you know, hone this in on like three eyes, if you will. Okay. Uh, I think the first one will be intentionality. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to prioritize what's most important. Mm-hmm to the top of the list. And for us, it's so easy to allow other things to rob the priority of what's most important. This is so great. And so for, for me, it's like, am I intentional about my wife? Am I intentional about our date nights, about our time, about communication? You know, a lot of times, you know, you're talking to everybody else during the day, but how much time are you spending, mm. especially as a, as a male, as a yeah, man, yeah. talking and processing and talking about dreams and talking about, yeah. you know, uh, your insecurities and talking about our future. And so being intentional about that is key. And for me, a practicality, if you will, of being intentional is putting it on my calendar. Uh-huh. And so time blocking. Uh, for for me is is key, and Irene has taught me that because that's not my natural. So DNA. you actually time block time for you two to just connect and be together and talk through things. Absolutely, wow, okay. and that's being intentional. I think the second thing is investment. Mm-hmm. Like, is is the thing that's most important uh, to me getting the best of me? Mm. Is the is the thing that's most yeah. important to me getting the best of me? And that investment is uh, it literally it can boil down to time investment as we just discussed it can boil down to financial investment i think for us it's even uh, compassion investment and connection 
Connection. And for me, like spending time in devotions about marriage. Yeah. Um, what does God have to say about mm-hmm. marriage? Reading books and listening to podcasts about marriage because we're always growing, always trying so to good. get better. And it's like, unless I invest that time. And, you know, like he said, Jimmy's not a reader. So what I do is I just download the information <laughs> when we are sitting on the couch having fun together. I'm like, you know what I just read today? And then I download she is my a couple. Cliff notes. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Some cliff awesome. notes to him. So that's intentional investment yes. in our relationship. Marriage intensives, we have done so many of them in the course of our marriage where we go one week away with uh, professional counselors and therapists and just do the work around whatever that season of life That's is great. dealing us wow. um, and we deal with it. So we, we're always going to keep doing intensives because we're going to have challenges that we've never faced before. Right. And I think investment is key because like, if you keep putting, if we invest with fund deposits, if we mm-hmm. invest with you know, different types of, uh, let's say, connection deposits or affection deposits. Then, when times are rocky, we have have we have put something into the account to withdraw yeah. from. Absolutely. But a lot of times, people are trying to put stuff in the account when things are rocky. Yeah. That's right. not when you put stuff in the no, account. No, no. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, investment is key. And the last thing is inspection. Mm. And inspection is is how are we doing? It's really you know sitting down and having that conversation of. You know, what's coming up for you right now? Is there something that I need to work on? Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at the marriage, looking at the relationship and saying, how can I get better? How can I serve you mm-hmm. better? We just had these conversations yeah, recently. So one of the things we do when we inspection practically is the check-ins. Yes. So yeah. we the, we schedule a check-in. And in that check-in, we are asking, what's going great? And yeah. we're mm-hmm. affirming one another. What is not going so yeah. great? And then what do you need from me? I love that. Mm-hmm. And so it just gives us an opportunity to make sure that we've made uh, each other a priority, we, priority and we've said it out loud so the person knows uh, That's great. That's great. Yeah, where we that, are. That's amazing. You know what I love about this intentionality, investment, and inspection is that that's really keys to any relationship. You've been talking about marriage, mm-hmm. but when you think about any key relationship with our kids, mm-hmm. with the key people in our lives right. that are our friends that we're doing life with, with God, mm-hmm. you know, the intentionality, yeah. investment, inspection. Yes. I love wow. that. And that's such a great grid for all relationships. Mm-hmm. And I love that when you mentioned about when you intentionally invest and you inspect that that when the trouble times come, you've got something in your pocket. Right. You've got lots of change in your pocket mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, spend on that relationship when withdrawals start to happen. So that's yeah. that's amazing. I so. mean that right there, those three things. If, yeah. if all of us, self included, I've been taking notes while you've been talking, yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, intentionality, investment, inspection. Those three things. We're just we're just at the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. Right. Those three things mm-hmm. can radically change any relationship that I'm a part of. Wow. This week, if I just right. put those, like you said, Julie, relationship with God, relationship with your spouse, relationship with your children, relationship with brothers and sisters, people you work with, such an important piece of building healthy relationships. And that's what life is all about. Yeah, that's so great. You know, this season, this whole season, and this is kind of the wrap um, of our our entire season around relationships. Irene, you were on an earlier episode with Sarah Keller we did at conference time. And we talked about reconciliation and restoration Mm -hmm. and forgiveness. And we actually touched a little bit on the topic we're getting ready to jump into. And I said at that time, I said, you know what? We need to come back and do an entire episode Mm -hmm. on this topic because it's so important. And what we're going to dive in today um, is some questions around something that sometimes is a, a stigma in the Christian world, 
because it, sometimes it has a negative connotation when we start talking about this word boundaries, wow. because it causes this tension um, when we think about the fact that you know the Bible tells us to serve and to love and to give and to be selfless, and that we're also to have boundaries, healthy boundaries. And so we want to dig into that tension a little bit today. Yeah. And there's a quote in the book uh, entitled Boundaries by Drs. Clown and Townsend that say, boundaries define us. They define what's what is me and what is not me. Wow. A boundary shows me where I end and where someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership and responsibility is what they're meaning by that. And I started thinking, you know, a lot of times, Julie, like you said, boundaries can have this negative connotation right. in the very word, but it's, it's not. Boundaries, boundaries aren't even, as we're talking about it in relationship, just about trying to keep people out. It's it's more about trying to keep me in. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. where what is what is my responsibility taking ownership of my own life? I started thinking about, you know, the state line. Uh, the state line of Florida is not there to try to keep everybody from Georgia out, mm-hmm. right? right? Or everybody from Alabama out. It mm-hmm. just defines where one state begins and where the other state ends. And so when we understand it helps bring clarity and definition to to who I am and then to our relationship and my responsibility in that, I think it can actually help us move forward. Yeah, that's so great. You know, sometimes um, as believers that we think that boundaries, like Todd, you said, they, they seem restrictive yeah. mm-hmm. and they seem like, you know, th- that they're walls erected. But I love your analogy of more like state lines um, where one ends and one begins. And, and we're taught, like I said earlier, to prefer and to love and to serve each other. And sometimes some people take this to the extreme. Yeah. And they actually will, you know, they'll take it to the extreme in total disregard for themselves. They'll allow people Mm -hmm. to hurt them over Mm -hmm. and over again, thinking that that's the Christian thing to do. Or maybe they, you know, they serve at the expense, they serve others at the expense of maybe their closest relationships to them in their family and and disregard their own emotional and relational help. And the thing is, is that, that boundaries, sometimes even though they seem restrictive, they can actually be the most loving thing that we can do for the people that we Mm -hmm. love. It's not about, Todd, like you said, keeping others out. It's Mm -hmm. about defining who you are and what you think so that you can bring your best to Mm -hmm. key relationships. That's great. So so here's the question, guys. How do you know when you need to establish boundaries in a relationship? What what are the what are the obvious indicators that Mm -hmm. we need to go, hey, this is when we need to talk about some boundaries. I think that's such a good question. I was a boundary violator in the beginning of Mm -hmm. our marriage. You know, my dad told me before I walked out, like, this is the best, worst, if you will, I'm about to get married, like, in two minutes. Mm -hmm. We're in the back. I got the tuxedo on. He straightened my tie. (laughs) And he's like, the success of your marriage is going to be determined upon you because you're controlling Oh, that was like that's a great like great. Uh, thanks, Dad. So let's do this. Yeah. Okay. And he's like, you need to stop being controlling. I did not know that because I didn't have personal boundaries, I violated my wife's boundaries in the beginning. And and what I didn't realize is that I was not her Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I was right. not the one to tell her, you know, what she needed to work on. And when she when when she came back from rehab, and she began to establish boundaries, they didn't set well with me. But as she began to grow and develop and I was blown away. So I just said, I I want that for me. And so for me, it was for, I think it was unhealth. I needed to um, establish boundaries for myself because I was so busy taking care of everyone else. 
Mm-hmm. I was neglecting me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good, Jimmy. And I, you know, I when I think about this, like, what? How do I know I need to make a shift in a relationship, yeah. or um, there's something I need to address? Is I feel it in my body. Like I wow. have learned through my recovery process that I literally feel it in my gut that I'm uncomfortable about something and I need wow. to assert a boundary. And that boundary may be have a conversation about something. Wow. That it may mean um, I should say no to something okay. because I'm strugg- I feel the struggle going on inside of me, the, the guilt about something or anxiety around a decision. Like, should I go to this event? Should I not? And is this going to, as I'm evaluating it, I'm noticing in my body that it's um, causing me discomfort. So that's the sign for me. Yeah. I I think what I hear you saying too is that sometimes we look at like anxiety Mm -hmm. and guilt and being overwhelmed and we all of a sudden feel like those are all bad things, Mm -hmm. but they're really warning flags. Yes. And so what you're saying is that when you have that anxiety, when you have that guilt, when you have that, you know, something that's just not right, Mm -hmm. it's, it may not be that there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. It may be a boundary and, and something that we need to address in a relationship. That's great. That's good. Jimmy, both of you, Irene, both said that boundaries are really about helping us lead ourselves better yes. uh-huh. so that we can be, like Julie said, the best we can be, bring our best to the relationship. So what boundaries have you guys put in place in some very practical areas, like maybe sure. with time, commitments, and entertainment, people you're going to hang out with, let into your life that has allowed you guys to lead yourself better today uh-huh. than you maybe were leading yourself 10 years ago? Sure. I mean, for me, uh, it's, again, it always goes back to my recovery because I feel like what that's when I came alive wow. um, because I became aware of what I had ignored and about myself, like the responsibility that I have to take ownership mm-hmm. over myself and my own growth and my own health. So what I do is like, I literally have to have my time with God in the morning or my day is a mess. Right. Like, so that's a boundary. It's You're a like, boundary. Okay, my, I have a hard boundary. Yes, non-negotiable. Right. Right. And I'll try to rob that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. honey, what's for, you know, what are yeah. we doing today? Bro? Like, like, leave me alone. This, lists yeah. and Struggle. even something as simple as the, the, the vacuum cleaner, the Roomba that starts, you know, it's noisy and it's like invading the boundary so of my good. quiet time. Mm-hmm. With God, I have to turn it off. Um, you know, going to recovery meetings, staying in counseling. Um, yeah. You know, these are all my workout time. These are boundaries for self care. Mm-hmm. I have to have them in my so life good. and protect them. And that's not selfish. No, no. Right. I think sometimes we think. You know, I'm taking time to exercise. I'm taking time to do this, and you know, go go to a, a counselor. Spend mm-hmm. some, that is. That's not selfish. It's so you can be the best you. Yes. Right. And we Absolutely. can all be the best who we are yeah. created to be. Mm-hmm. That is a blessing to the people in our yes. life. Mm-hmm. The biggest um, uh, recipient mm-hmm. of that discipline in your life is Jimmy and your kids. That's right. right? 100%. And then from there, it flows out. <clears throat> mm-hmm. From there, it flows out to you know the other people that in your ministry that you're able to bless because mm-hmm. of you making sure you've got those boundaries, time with God, mm-hmm. uh, time right. with your family, right. time, time alone, all that you're doing. That's I right. think those are, for us, deciding what our non-negotiables are. And I think all of us in that, if we go back to boundaries and what we need to do practically, you have to go back to that inspection. Like, and what are the areas, as Julie, as you said, like all of those anxiety, those fears, those, you know, worry, they're indicators right. mm-hmm. that it's time to do something right. about something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have to inspect what, mm-hmm. what needs to be our non-negotiables mm-hmm. to, for self-care. 
what needs to be our non-negotiables to taking care of our marriage, what needs to be our non-negotiables to our children. And so for years, I violated, I had no personal boundaries. And so, you know, Irene talks about her recovery. Sometimes I feel like I was the one that drove her to drink. Because I had no personal boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I didn't lead our family well. I didn't, you know, invest in my kids. And so now if something is going on with my kids, I take full responsibility to inspect that I need to establish a boundary of priority. Mm. And I need to make my children right now a priority and and have a non-negotiable that when people call, when people text... When people know it's family night, no, you know, I'm, my son is coming with me, you know, and, and so those are things now that if we don't have non-negotiables, something will steal yeah. from that. And it's the enemy. The right. enemy wants to divide and mm-hmm. conquer. Yeah. And so I, I feel like those non-negotiables are key. That's so great. Yeah. And to his point, just to add one more thing, just like the fact that we are responsible for ourselves, like we have to say asserting a boundary is not some brick wall that goes up around us and doesn't have to feel like we are uh, putting our hand up in someone's face. Mm -hmm. We can say things gently by simply asking for what we want or Mm -hmm. asking for what we need or saying what we like or what we dislike. And, you know, for an example, um, you talked about boundary violations, like Jimmy's a preacher, speaker, teacher, when he's on stage, he might might share a story that is personal to the kids or to us. And, <laughs> we, you know, that has happened yeah. in the past. And Guilty. what we, yeah. Right. And so, but in the inspection part, we've learned, you, you've learned to right. like, you know, apologize and acknowledge that thing. But mm-hmm. we, our own, that we have to say to Jimmy, hey, I need this from you. Absolutely. Um, I need you not to share that unless you run it by me first, mm-hmm. that type thing. Absolutely. I think what we're landing on is that statement I've heard you say, Irene, in our talks is boundaries are not to keep what's not important out, but rather what's more important in. Yeah. Oh, say that so again. Good. Boundaries are not to keep what's not important out, mm-hmm. but rather what's more important in. And I feel like that inspection of is what's the, what's more important, traveling or family? What's more important that story to the congregation or protecting right. the sanctity of right. my kids and my family and that that so I had to it was me. I had to go and say, you know what, no, I need to ask permission for that. Yeah. And now we do that. And if the kids feel like, or Irene feels like, vice versa, that we've shared too much, we talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I love what you said there about just um, slowing down, because sometimes uh, as a people pleaser, mm-hmm. we say yes too quickly to mm-hmm. things that come in. And so, Jimmy, both of you have referenced that um, part of the boundaries is just maybe slowing down the process. Mm-hmm. So for me, when when I'm asked to do something, go somewhere, speak somewhere, I don't say yes right away. That's good. I just say, thank you so much for inviting so me. Good. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. uh, that invitation. I need to pray about it and talk to a couple people and I'll get back to you. And then mm-hmm. I process it with Julie. I process it with mm-hmm. Lance Witt, our counselor who helps oversee some of those things. And so it just helps us not 
break down the barriers and the uh-huh. boundaries that we've set up when you've right. got some when you mm-hmm. when your first reaction I just want to I just want to say yes to somebody right I just mm-hmm. want to I'm like wow you even asked me to come speak so sure I'll, I'll do that but mm-hmm. I'm saying no to something else when mm-hmm. I say yes to them that's so good and you have to have that you have that set boundary you pre-decided right a boundary is a pre-decision mm-hmm. to put that in so that you can be you can you can bring your best mm-hmm. to our home and also to other people right. because you don't want to go and not be able to bring your best and there's, and there's boundaries all in, yeah. like I think mentioned entertainment. There's set boundaries that Julie, you and I have set yeah. since we were young. Right. We were we were youth pastors. We were the first youth pastors at Christ Fellowship. Wow. We had like ten kids in our youth <laughs> group, so cool. all of them. But uh, we we knew that if we watched something, yeah, that when they said, "Hey, Pastor Todd, Julie, did you see that movie or did you see?" Then that just gave them permission to maybe go a little farther. So right. we just you know, mm-hmm. as a leader, just there is not there's some stuff That's we're good. not going to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, just we don't need to put that in our spirit, in our mind, sure. in our heart. We don't need to be putting that before our eyes. And so we just pulled the boundary in a little mm-hmm. bit just to create. A little bit of a of a safeguard in yes. our own lives, yes. our own hearts, our own souls. Yes, I think that's so important because we we decided long ago, and I think Andy Stanley brought this to our attention in an early ten, in an early teaching that we heard when we were youth pastors was that wherever the line of sin is, you want to draw your line so far back from that mm-hmm. line wow. that when you cross your own line. You haven't even come close to sin. Wow. And for us as leaders, we we know that we carry that spiritual responsibility um, to draw boundaries for our integrity, for the people that are watching and following. And I just think it's a it's a great practice. And you think about that for parents yeah. with your kids. It's I mean, great. draw the lines, start yeah. drawing the lines yeah. back in your own personal life so that your kids are witnessing something that is different than what they're seeing in the world or maybe seeing at their friends' parents' lives. I mean, you have an opportunity to just set a whole new uh, paradigm for your children. Right. So they're not trying to set their boundaries right up against the edge of sin. You think about when you're driving, uh, we've driven on some some treacherous roads in California and overseas where the guardrail is right on the cliff. Uh-huh. And if you happen to hit the guardrail, you're gone. Like right. they need to bring that thing back Straight. a few feet, narrow the road a little uh-huh. bit so that if you hit the guardrail, you still got a little bit of space before you're tumbling down the right. down the cliff. So this is so good. I mean, I hate to even move on from it. I, <laughs> I do want to tag back just a little bit because mm-hmm. you talked about your kids. Yeah. And, um, and I think one of the things that we're realizing is that the, the boundary lines with our kids change as our children grow. And I, I remember that for Jefferson, there was just a season when, you know, we, we, we were in the cop stage when he's younger and we yeah. have to make sure those boundaries yeah. are really like dialed in and we're making all the decisions for him mm-hmm. when he's younger to keep him safe, to, to give him guidance, mm-hmm. you know, to three, four, five, six years old. And then as they get a little bit older in their middle school years, it, you start becoming more of a coach That's than right. a cop, right? Mm-hmm. And so those boundary lines change and they're extended. And I think sometimes that goes back to what you said, Jimmy, about inspection because there were stories that we would tell about Jefferson when he was younger and they were fun and they and I remember the day mm-hmm. when you know when we told the story from the platform and he was like hey when you said that you know yeah. we I, this isn't just about pastors or speakers or communicators this is about how we talk about our children yeah. to other people or our spouses this is about how or we our talk about our That's spouses good. to right. other people that we that we honor their story. We Mm -hmm. honor their journey. And with Jefferson, we've had quite a journey. And there are some things that I can share now because I've asked permission from him. Anytime I go to share about any part of his story, Mm -hmm. I say, Jefferson, would you be okay if this is what I'm going to say? And, and, 
I think that has shown him, that's given him um, just a, a voice in it because this mm-hmm. is his story, not my story. Our kids go through phases and stages and they ha- are on their own journey and we need to make sure that we draw a boundary line about the way we speak and like you said about our spouses too. Guys, this has been so good and I hate that I'm going to have to do this, but we are going to have to make this a two-part episode okay. because there is so much great content wow. and I want everyone to be able to, you know, I don't want to cut any of this or right. edit it out. So Jimmy and Irene, thank you so much for your wisdom and helping us talk through this very valuable and I believe critical life-changing conversation. I cannot wait to be able to continue the conversation next time. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, sogoodsisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good. Good.